This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome to episode 122, 122 of the podcast, your production of the Galactic Network. For more on this podcast, go to show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Puscott. <laughs> In boots. I should really wear boots. That, yes. That's, yeah. That Please wear knee-high boots and just walk around going, I'm puss. In no, I, I'll, they'll go all the way up to my vagina. Oh boy! But then, how do I get at that sweet, sweet labial meat? Uh, they zip downward. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's like assless chaps, but they're really just boots. Yes. Okay. They're so, completely crotchless chaps. So, <laughs> so if you have boots that go up all the way to your hips, there is no belt. Uh, Are maybe those... there is. Maybe there's straps that go up the side that go to an actual. But is that belt. okay? Okay. So assless chaps are literally just. I feel like whatever Boots. I'm describing, Lita Ford has worn in an 80s video sometime. Probably. I forgot who this woman is. I'm going to Google her. Lita Ford. I may turn my camera off and masturbate. <laughs> oh, shit. It's, also what he, it's also what he does when he Googles uh, old Alpo commercials. Yep. Or Alice Cooper. Yes. Or D. Snyder, Twisted Sister. Right. When he's wearing all that makeup, sometimes you just got to... Just got to go to the bone zone. Speaking of bone zone, so we have a leather couch. And we bought it in our old house. um, And we are looking to replace it because the seams are starting to split. Now, a friend slash coworker just bought a house. And I'm like, this couch is perfectly fine. There's just some seams that are splitting. So I'm like, we get a new one. Do you want this one? And his first and only question was, did you go to the bone zone on that couch? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, and totally. He's, he's like, "All right, cool. I want it." <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he knows I was serious. Don't hose it down. Don't scrape it off. I've, I mean, I've cleaned it. I, I keep it clean. Sometimes you. Have I've to, got. I've got a condition. petri dish and a hankering for some little mat clones. And uh, well, you know, I'm shooting blanks, so it doesn't matter. But uh, I mean, I condition the leather, so I wipe it off. I've at least gotten any sort of sticky residue. the leather. Okay. Yeah, we got you. I just piss all over it. I just whip it with a towel. Yeah, I had a hand-me-down mattress from some friends uh, when I moved into this old apartment uh, oh, back oh, in... I don't think I could do a mattress in... because that is yeah. that is where the magic happens. I want to say that not only was there consummation and conceiving on that mattress, there may have actually been birthing on that mattress. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But that thing, that thing came to me uh, not gently loved, massive, massive loved. And and for a long time, it was Aaron's and my uh, familial bed uh, until the spring started picking through. And then we put a we put a memory foam topper on it for a while until we finally got our own mattress. That's that's the life of the poor. <laughs> um, let's go with frugal. Yeah. Or it was it was still very nice. It was money far more comfortable than than the futon I had been sleeping on for the year before it. So Oh my god, I am um couldn't do it. I once in a while I'm very I'm a very stubborn person. So if we argue we, my wife and I, not Corey and I, Corey and I never argue. Um I'll just sleep on the couch for no good reason and every never fails the next morning she's always like why did you sleep on the couch i'm like i don't fucking know like let's not talk about it but the couch um is so rough to sleep on that i always wake up and just everything hurts and I, what is that rem everybody hurts I just listen yeah. to rem on repeat um yeah it always fuck it, man. 
every fucking hurts. My ass hurts. My hips hurt. My back hurts. I just go sleep in my own bed. So last uh, yesterday we fought, and I slept in my own bed because I've learned. <laughs> it's like, who am I punishing here? Yeah, right. Uh, we have a really comfortable couch. Aaron is good at picking out sofas, and uh, I slept on it over the weekend both nights because our cat has been a little rambunctious and isn't allowed in the bedroom at the moment. Uh, she knows what she did. And <laughs> so I don't want her to, I don't want her to be lonely out in the living room by herself. And I promised her on Friday when I was leaving, she waited all week for me to, to have some days off. So I, I spent as much time as I could laying around and, and cuddling with her and stuff over the weekend. So I slept on the couch with her and Aaron worked. So it was it was fine. And then we napped together on Sunday, too. Just like the whole weekend was just me and Gidget all big spoon, little spoon. I'm not going to tell you which one is which. But our, our couch is nice because I made it up as a couch bed for Aaron last week. I, I really am just trying to picture the cat being the big spoon in this situation. <laughs> She's not a small cat. But you're. Presumably, I'm I'm a fat man. I didn't didn't say that. There is no, a lot of Corey to love. He's very soft. I I I just if I was a cat, I would do the, the this thing. If you're listening to this podcast, you you're not seeing what I'm doing. Literally, Growly is the only person oh, I can the, see the what's happening. <laughs> yes, it's the little cat kneading. I would do that to yeah, all over you. From the old Warner Brothers cartoon where the the big dog uh, Spike in in other episodes. And he's got the little teeny kitten, mm-hmm. and the little kitten stands on his back and and claws at his back and needs him until it finally settles down and goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would, Gidget does it. Aaron calls it making biscuits. Yes, uh, I've, heard, I've heard it called that. And and Gidget definitely does that, but more often than not, she just she likes to stand right on the the seam between my chest and my stomach because I have a seam because again I'm fat. And uh, she just likes to stand right on that part, which I have a weak heart. I have problems breathing. And just in general, I'm a, I'm a tender person. And she just loves to be in that position. Otherwise, she'll be curled up in my arm and just kind of look up at me all the time. That's usually on the chair. On the, on the bed or on the couch bed, she, she'll lay on my legs a lot of the time. But sometimes she'll just kind of like, if, if I've gotten more prone to sleeping on my side, mm-hmm. And so she just kind of like pushes into my chest and leans in against me. See, I want to push in tight and lean against you. Maybe watch, That's true. watch a movie, share a moment. But my boner would push you off the couch. That is, that is an intense boner <laughs> that's going to yeah. forcefully push me off the couch. And it, But the thing is, is it's not like you're just going to go from like soft to... No, it's going to be a slow push. It's going to be like that scene in Superman in the subway when the cop was following Otis down in the subway system to find Luther's lair, and then the the wall just started pushing him out into the train, except it's going to be more like the train pushing you. Unless I line up perfectly with your tunnel. Oh, man. No, that's an out only. Um, No, it's not. It is. And then I'll, I'll punch it out from the other end. I'm I'm the giver, not the receiver. So okay. bite the pillow because I'm going in dry. That's okay. <laughs> Just, oh boy, there was one time my wife tried to f- stick her finger in my butt as a joke, and uh, I knew that if I could deal with it long enough, it would weird her out. <laughs> it would stop being funny and start yes. being real. Yes, and uh, I won. I won that one. Yeah, but that's because she wasn't wearing press-on nails. No, dude, she has because like legitimate, it, real, long fingernails. They real are, nails are, are are tough. I'm not I'm not going to deny that. But yeah. press-on nails, you wonder what is the breakdown of that glue, and am I going to have a nail pop off inside me and then have to work its way through my system and just scrape the whole way until it comes out the urethra? But it's like eating a bunch of broccoli. It's just going to naturally clean as it goes. Yeah, sure. You tell yourself that. You're going to bleed a lot, too. But <laughs> You're going to bleed a lot. Oh, you're going to bleed an incredible amount. But the glitter is going to be spectacular. Ooh, can there be strawberries, too? Yeah. Ooh, I like strawberries. Strawberries and glitter are the best smell of any sort of stripper. 
So I guess we should go back to doing what we're doing because, you know. We do a show, right? Sometimes. We- and we we are doing our Easter episode because our show got preempted last week by another show. Uh, so we decided to, to backtrack up. We're timely. Mm-hmm. And, and give you the special Easter episode of the Podcast of Terror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 what do we choose? The Omen. We chose the Omen, which is just—it's a really good reminder of why children are fucking terrifying. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. It's it's. <sighs> what? You, how much of the the film? Like I remember this being wickedly scary when I was a kid. Mostly the the scene of the decapitation stands out in my head. I don't remember it being so long. And even the remake is just as long. I have not seen the remake. Uh, well, I, I, don't I see a reason only myself. looked I looked at the runtime on the remake. Oh. But I, I did see the remake one time. I just... I felt like not enough of it really featured the evil kid. As I remembered, like it was more shit happening to people who were conspiring against the kid, mm-hmm. but the kid wasn't really involved in much of it. He yeah. was just kind of around for it. Yeah, there was a lot of um, a lot of build up to, like, yeah, scenes taking a really in a long time just to play out, and that was that was annoying as fuck. That was very fucking annoying. It, it feels like that's that's a product of its time, because The Exorcist, which we had done uh, a while ago, same thing. Ago. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. It, the, the films were not as like immediate with the stuff that they were doing. There was a lot of buildup. There was a lot of other characterization stuff that would go through, and I don't feel like any moment in this was unnecessary. Uh, it, it it gave it a really well rounded story, but I just. Damien becomes more prominent, I guess, because I remember watching this and then seeing uh, The Omen 2 quite a bit when I was a kid as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damien obviously becomes more prominent in the, the later series. But in this, I was just I just kind of expected that he would be involved more. And the only thing that he really does himself is uh, Frau Bluka, which is what I'm going to call her, sends him spinning around on his fucking tricycle and he's just like going around in a room over and over and over again. And then she opens up the door and he goes down the hall and knocks his mom over the staircase. And that, that's really it. And that's just like, well, that's a dick move that any kid could do. That's not necessarily she it coming. <sighs> she really did. You know, you don't fucking stand on stuff just to get to a pot of plant. You know, let it die. Don't put it in the middle of a fucking hallway way up anyways. And don't stand haphazardly on some bullshit thing. It's it just you deserve it. Lady, you didn't deserve that second kid. I guess she didn't deserve this kid either. Don't, it wasn't don't hers. get too excited. You know how your heart gives out. Yeah, that's true. Um, you, you want to go into what the omen's about? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, oh, you expect me to? Yeah, this is this is why you're here. This is why I'm here. Earn your uh, paycheck. <sighs> This podcast is 80% Corey, and I feel like that's way too bad a ratio. Uh, so the omen starts out with Robert Thorne, played by Gregory Pecker. Excuse me. My name is Peck. Uh, he is a, a man of some renown at this point, but his wife has given birth to a baby, and the baby has died in the birth. So he is going somewhere else he's being driven to this place where he's he's kind of saying to himself the baby died i have to fix this because i I don't think my wife can handle it and basically someone has said hey there's this woman across town that died giving birth to her baby so her baby doesn't have a mom uh you got a mom with no baby let's get these two kids together and and make something happen so he goes into this church and they give him a kid and takes kid back to the hospital, replaces his dead kid with it. Mom never knows the difference. Uh, jump forward to four or five years later. 
and and everything's all good. They're having a good life and everything. And he comes home one day and says, hey, I've just been made the uh, emissary. What is the word? I don't know. He's American uh, representative for the UK. Um, ambassador. Yeah, ambassador. Oh, Thank man. you. Uh, so they move to the UK and go into this house. Damien has his fifth birthday. I'm also a little weirded out because I think by the time this came out, that means that me and Damien are the same age, like born at the same time. Uh, both have mothers that were jackals. Just kidding, mom. It's if you're listening. What year were you born? Uh, 71. Uh, he was born in 70. Okay. Because the movie came out in 76. And yes. Fine. All right. Anyway, so he uh, has his fifth birthday. They have a nanny. Uh, the nanny sees some hellhound dog in the yard during the party. Uh, I think that she was actually probably more likely to do this because of the clown, but whatever. Uh, the nanny goes wandering into the house, comes out uh, up towards the roof and says, uh, hey, Damien, this is all for you, which I think is where the Sister Hazel song comes from. And she's, she's got a noose around her neck. She jumps, kills herself, uh, crashes through the window. All the kids see it. They're all like, fuck. And I thought Tommy Lee's birthday parties were bad. And <laughs> then... <laughs> and that, that kind of sets things in motion with, with Damien himself. Like, this is the moment where you're starting to see, oh, this kid's... He didn't do anything with it, but he, he's probably kind of fucked up. And, and certainly the dog should go away. The dog was not supposed to be there. Oh. Then this mysterious new nanny shows up the next day and is like, oh, I was sent by the service. What service? Doesn't fucking matter. You guys need someone to take care of your kid. You're rich. You're not going to do it. Sure, strange lady, come in and and expose yourself to our child uh, and say you have to spend time alone with him to get to know each other. The fuck? Like, white people are too trusting of other white people. That is a problem. That is a real problem in the 70s. Uh, <laughs> probably still now. So this lady's obviously a bitch. And people in the house start quitting and disappearing and stuff. And some priest guy shows up trying to talk to, to the ambassador dude. Saying, hey, I need to talk to you. I know what happened with your original kid. Uh, that your kid was dead and this is not your kid. And this kid's a devil, by the way. Just so you know. There's also a photographer played by David Warner. Pretty fucking cool, David Warner. Never played someone less creepy than this role for him. Like, he's in a movie about the, the son of the devil, and this is the, the part where you go, oh, David Warner, you know, nice guy. Every other part you see him in, it's like, David Warner is motherfucking creepy as shit. Uh, anyway, so David Warner is a photographer. He took pictures of the first nanny at the party and when he develops the pictures he sees what looks like the shadow of a noose around her neck uh when he takes pictures of the priest who comes and warns uh robert thorne about the baby the priest later on dies by a giant pike coming down from a church that gets by lightning and, and slamming through him i have the, a complaint with ahead. that scene Yes, sir. If you have long enough to look up and scream and put your hands in the air, you got fucking time to move. It was the Michael McDonald scene in the first Austin Powers movie. Yep. Where they're on the steamroller. He's like, no, for five minutes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was like, I can understand. You're like, don't land on me. And at, at the same time, it's also one of those things where it's coming down and you just don't know. Well, if I move am I going to move into where it's going to hit or am I going to move away? What do I do? And, and you just kind of like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. He was a priest. Uh, but uh, David Warner is a photographer meets up with Thorin and says, Hey, just, so you know, this priest was, was fucked up, but there may be more to this because my photos kind of prophesize his death. My photos prophesize the death of your first nanny. And uh, I keep seeing pictures of myself, where it looks like my head gets chopped off. I'm not really digging this. Uh, maybe we should kill your kid. <laughs> how do you, I mean, how do you get to that? Like, I'm taking these pictures and weird shit shows up. Let's murder your child. Well, I assume that, first of all, you listen to a lot of rock music. Mm. Played Ozzy Osbourne, Bark at the Moon Backwards. That's what, uh, that's what you get. 
Well, that's your fault for listening to Bark in the Moon because that's a Jakey Lee album as opposed to Randy Rhodes. That's <laughs> just the first one that came to mind. I don't know why you get all weird and butthurt about it. No, listeners, let me know if I'm right on the on which guitarist is on Bark of the Moon because that was that was a full on pull, if anything. Um, no, I, I I think it's more of like bad shit keeps happening, and the the guy is getting more and more convinced. Well, I mean, I only got this kid for my wife, and uh, I know he's not my kid. So I'm not that attached to him. Maybe we should kill him. And they they go off to where the original priest that gave him the kid was. That guy is all fucked up. His eyes all milky. He's been living in some weird dirge he, area. He He's had a rough life. Yeah, you know, it's like that. It, obviously, he's masturbated way too much because they tell you you'll go blind. And, uh, you know, he probably only did it with the one hand. So he's only blind in the right eye. Probably has a massive bicep. On that arm. Yeah, forearm, the whole nine yards. He's a speed jerker through and through. Alternate hands and get mild glaucoma instead. You don't need to do this shit all one hand and make that thing pus ridden. So, I don't know. So, there he leads them to a gravesite uh, where it turns out there are graves. Yeah, I'll get into this. Their graves for both the mother of the original baby who died, or of 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 Damien, mm-hmm. and then their baby is in the other grave. So they get there, and these graves are marked. Like who's burying these these people and creatures to begin with? Like why are we going to have an actual gravesite for what turns out to be a jackal? Because Damien was birthed of a jackal, but they they dug. And put a tombstone down for a woman that didn't exist to bury a jackal in it. You know, that's that's just basically a dead dog. You can just throw that out in the trash. You know, they would take that shit back in the day. You, you could you could feed it to people. Nobody would care. Every time you, you say jackal, I think of the Family Guys episode where they're playing Pictionary and the guy just keeps going, It's a jackal, it's a jackal, a jackal. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to get that out there. I think of the band Jekyll with a Y, but <laughs> I'm just going to make every weird 80s hairband reference that I possibly can. Uh, well, you got well, a lot more in the 90s. Just saying, um, yeah. I think Jekyll was the 80s. Because anybody who listened to the 80s episode last week just didn't get enough of us talking about hairbands from then. Um, the, uh, ni- oh, 1991 to present. Yeah. Hmm. I had a feeling they were in 90s. They were, they were post-slaughter. So, well, so they 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 they're at the graves. They go, oh shit, you know, this is mom. What's with this bitch? Literally, and uh, and then they find out that Thorne's original kid didn't just die in childbirth, but was murdered. His head is bashed in. So they're like, oh fuck, this is all kinds of bad shit. And then a bunch of dogs come. Out and and this film was you know again one of the reasons why people don't trust Rottweilers which is stupid Rottweilers mm-hmm. are great dogs mm-hmm. um, and the dogs attack them and they they climb a fence and Peck gets his arm all fucked up on the fence and they go and they find these seven daggers that they have to use to kill the kid but uh, Thorn gets a little squeamish is like but should I kill this child what should I do that for and he throws the daggers out in the street and the photographer guy goes to get them. And gets beheaded by a plate of glass, which is the coolest scene in the fucking movie. Hands down, just the the slow pull of the glass pane shooting through him and the head just getting locked clean off. Uh, That is the money shot for the film. Oh, by the way, while this is going on, uh, Thorin's wife gets murdered by the new nanny. Crazy bitch. Mm -hmm. She had it coming. Yeah, she she couldn't get on a sweater, and so she had no way to defend herself. Yeah, that was fucking. That that was out of control. I get trapped in my clothes too sometimes. I have a hard time putting underwear on. I always seem to get my foot just caught a little, like a toe, right on the uh, the second leg, and then I'm hopping around, and it always happens when I'm changing at the gym, and my fucking dick and balls are slopping around. Some old man behind me. Probably checking it out, taking notes. Saying, you know, you're just advertising it. You're just you're. 
Well, you you're know, showing the goods. I want that old man to know what he's missing. Yeah. Remember the days when his balls were this clean, soft, smooth, silky. You got to moisturize. Half there. Half there. Yeah, yeah. I, I work with what I got. Um. So yeah. So the Thorn eventually goes back home, beats up the Danny a little bit, traps the dog, takes the kid, goes to church to kill the kid. Cops chase him to the church, shoot him. Kid lives. That's it. That, that's pretty much where it ends. Oh, and the kid gets adopted by I think the president or something. Uh, really weird. <laughs> like classic ending to any movie. It's like you're getting adopted by the president. The whole point president. was to put put the antichrist in the care of a family that's well off so that he'll have an easy life and and get put into political power and do all these things so like he's yeah. not going to suffer and be able to concentrate on just being evil and shit and and that's because this is i don't know if it was always planned as a series but it certainly worked out they moved to series really fast uh cuz this came out in 76 uh, i think the omen 2 was 78 and then the omen 3 which starred sam neil as damien uh came out in 81 i don't think i've ever seen 2 or 3 i want to get uh, they one. they definitely jump the timelines very quickly uh, so time is a little amorphous in these things because he's in high school, I think, at a private school in the second one. And uh, yeah, the third one, he's an adult and has uh, anal sex with somebody and uh, gets them pregnant, according watch- to the fourth story. So you can have butthole babies. Um, did you watch <laughs> that the TV what they show? Implied. Did you watch the TV show? I did not. I heard it was, and, I heard it was terrible. It, but. Yeah, it's only a couple of years ago that it was on. Yeah, but, and it lasted one season and it was in, it was canceled like before the first season was even done. Yeah, that's. They also did a TV movie for the fourth Omen, uh, Omen for the Awakening or something, which was about a sister, uh, which was weird. So it's like it it's all about this girl, and and displays a lot of the same things as the story of Damien. But then I guess that girl becomes the protector of. Damien later on like it leads into it so I guess it became considered more of a prequel than than the fourth story and then what I understand it is that the TV series follows that canon so that they introduce the sister taking care of him and all this stuff in that I don't know how any of that really works uh, because I didn't watch either one that's how I think about it yeah I, I'm interested in seeing Omen 3 because I've never seen that either. And I would like to see that because Sam Neill. Uh, see if he like conjures up dinosaurs and shit. And just fucking... <laughs> he, he, uh, he resurrects a pterodactyl. Right. Because he's only done two things, right? He's done Jurassic Park and, and Omen 3 mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And a, a decent cameo in the most recent Thor movie. Yeah, I think as far as classic horror movies go and introducing the idea of the Antichrist to a lot of people who probably never thought of the Antichrist and the whole 666 thing, the number of the beast, all that's a straight out of Revelations, great reference points to use. This is a really good movie. Yeah, I mean, by no it, by no means is it a bad movie. I, I enjoy this movie. I just wish it was a lot shorter. Or do you want? Would it make a difference if there was more action stuff to it? Or not necessarily more action, but the problem is, is now um, we live in a society where everyone wants everything quick. You know, I've said it before. My old man rant: uh, we want it quick, we want it fast, we want it now. So when you have like long drawn out scenes with people like just reacting facially, is that's a really easy opportunity to lose people. Now this movie was clearly not made now it's what 32 years ago 42 years yeah. ago no. 76 year, yeah 42 years ago 42 years ago what is math uh i don't know it, it's probably satanic probably it's the, that sacred geometry all those numbers um <laughs> uh, yeah so and i mean like i said they made a they remade it in 2006 but i don't recall like i watched it once and that was it I just know that Julia Stiles was the mom in it and looked confused the whole time. I would tongue punch her fart box. And that's 
And, and I'm sure she would appreciate the offer. She, you Jeez. don't think she'd say yes? She'd save the last dance for you. That's all you get is a, yeah. is a very annoyed groan. <laughs> no, she's very pretty. Uh, I don't know. The, I think that this movie had a lot to live up to being that it followed essentially the exorcist, which is just a couple years before. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think got the benefit because after the exorcist, which got a lot of bad press and a lot of people against it, and I'm sure this probably did too, but it probably had an easier time getting an audience because the audience from the exorcist was already there and kind of hungry for a follow-up. And that follow-up was not The Exorcist 2. Oh, God, no. Uh, But you also have to... um, I mean, it it follows somewhat... Ah, it doesn't really follow. It would be like... It could be a prequel. Like, Rosemary's Baby could be a prequel to The Omen. Yeah. If you kind of pick it apart and take out a bunch of scenes and shit, but... um, And if Mia Farrow was a jackal. (laughs) Fucking stop that. Um... (laughs) So Growly asked, this is off topic, but he wants to know if we saw Julia Stiles in It's a Guy Thing. No. I have not. No. I I haven't even heard of that. One? I mean, obviously, 10 Things I Hate About You. And I'm trying to remember the one with... Was that the one with her and Jason Lee? Because I do not remember. I, I think I've seen parts of that. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's just called A Guy Thing. Um, Julia Stiles, yeah, Jason Lee, and Selma Blair. Okay, so I've seen parts of it. They're like, both. he wakes up and has cheated on his fiance with her and can't get rid of her. Yep. Yep. So I assume he tongue punches his or fart box to At least. get her out of his apartment. Probably. No, 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 no. It's a good thing. Put a little hot sauce on that butt. Just go to fucking town. Yes. Like, is this a good movie? Is, it, is this a movie that you should watch? I don't. Um, it did not appear to do very well. No, that's why it's played on Comedy Central all the time. Oh man, I haven't turned on Comedy Central in a literal fortnight. I don't know that their programming is really doing anything to to try you into no, it. I don't think so. The only thing I turn my TV on for these days is pornography and true TV to watch Practical Jokers. I do think by the end of this episode, though, I'm going to turn you into a fan of the band Jackal, uh, especially because on their original album, they have a song entitled She Loves My Cock. And I can't imagine a, a better theme song for you. It just sounds like Steel Panther before Steel Panther. I don't know what Steel Panther is. <gasps> Oh my god, how do you not know who Steel Panther is? Steel Panther. I, they have a song called Asian Hooker. Good for let's, them. Let's see here. I it's it's like a it's like cock rock. So like hair metal. Um, but all the songs are like really fucking dirty. Let's see. The two thousand three album called Hole Patrol. Jesus Christ. Track listing, big boobs. Is it hot in here? Hell's on fire. Fat girl, thar she blows in, in parentheses. Michael falls in love. Stripper girl, ginger pusses out at metal shop. They did. Um, uh, they had a song called "Death to All But Metal," and Sarah Silverman's in the video. And at the end, she just keeps going, "Yeah, death's all but metal. Like death's all but metal." And then the singer's like, "Yeah, death to all but metal." And she goes, "No, death to all but metal." Sure. But butt metal yes. versus butt metal. <laughs> uh, I, I now remember the very first Jackal song. I think their first hit was called Down On Me. Uh so maybe they maybe you're right. Maybe you're on the right track is that Steel Panther and Jackal uh are probably on tour together right now. Uh hitting every Arby's from here to Wyoming. Here. Here you go. Okay. <clears throat> so there the Steel Panther album Balls Out came out in two thousand eleven. Supersonic Sex Machine. Just like Tiger Woods, 17 girls in a row. It won't suck itself. Oh, God. Let me come in. 
But that's the thing is that music from my era was doing this unironically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They they believed that this was okay and was music that people should actually listen to on hit radio. Hit radio played down on me all the time. <laughs> it's not like Steel Panther, which I'm I have to believe is a joke band. Uh, yeah, so and not even at the point like the darkness, like the darkness was sort of a joke band, but was really, really good at doing the music. Yeah, so I think Steel, kind of Steel like Panther, a not comedian tenacious D. Yeah, Steel Panther was like a, a a Las Vegas house band, and they just got a little too big, and then all of a sudden they were really popular. I don't, I haven't heard them do shit lately, but I mean, they went from playing Vegas on you know like a weekly basis to touring the area to touring the country to. No one knows what they're fucking doing anymore. Um, Growly, the Elton John song was Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. I had to Google it. I didn't just know that. My wife is a a wonderful person and sometimes forget that she's speaking out loud. So we had gone out doing our, our errands one week and we came home. And we had been listening to Elton John at some point, maybe not even that day, but at some point in the week, we had Elton John's Greatest Hits playing in the car. And she was singing in her head, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, except she didn't sing out the first part. And then she just wound up singing, Go Down on Me, like starting the middle of the verse. And and I knew what she was going for, but it was not her intention at all to sing that just like that and it was just this moment of recognition of what the hell am i saying i imagine this happened now this is how this whole played out in my head she sang you looked at her and you pulled out a fine napkin and you just thwapped it and you said of course and then you tucked it in to your shirt like you're at a fine restaurant you were so close because it's not a napkin. Town. It's like a red lobster bib, except it's a picture of her on it. Oh, it's even better. Yeah. Just fucking tied around your head. Oh, my God. I imagine you also wear a headlamp. Sure. So you can see the work area. I mean, I, I'm deathly afraid of movies about spelunking, but I still appreciate the equipment. awesome just pull out, pull out a fucking pickaxe and a head, i also wear goggles because sometimes you have to wait for the parting of the red tide oh no we should go we should talk about the movie again uh did you know because i didn't that this is one of those movies that has a ton of true stories about the haunting of the people who made the film and accidents and stuff on the set I didn't no, I did not know that. I know that that's uh um The Exorcist. Everyone knows that yeah. The Exorcist had that problem. But I did not know this. So one. so when they were going to make the film, they were warned by somebody like, uh, you're gonna have a lot of people fucked up from this. You probably shouldn't make this movie. And so when Gregory Peck was flying to London to film it, his plane was struck by lightning and obviously survived it a couple weeks later. Another person uh, from the production was flying to London. His plane was struck by lightning, too. And then they had a plane that they were using for filming, and they went up selling it to or loaning it to somebody else for a completely different thing. And on that flight, all the people in the plane were were killed uh, in a crash. There was... uh, Oh, one of the, the people from production got into a car accident a couple weeks later and while he survived it the woman with him oh he's the guy who made the the scene with the decapitation so he got in a car accident and the woman who was with him in the car accident got decapitated oh jesus i think i did hear that that's so fucked yeah. up but yeah uh there's a, a lot of stories about this i guess they did a film about a lot of things that happened also the scene with the monkeys like the monkeys went absolutely batshit. So the woman who is who played the mom, uh, Lee Remick, who played Catherine Thorne in this, mm-hmm. her reactions in that car when the monkeys are going nuts are real because the monkeys are legitimately going nuts. And the animal trainer who uh, 
who was brought on to deal with the baboons, he was killed a day after the shot was done by a tiger that grabbed him by the head and killed him instantly. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, on June 6th, 6, 6, 76, uh, that's when John Richardson got in the car accident and uh, his, his passenger was killed. And according to local reports, a sign in the vicinity clocked the distance to the nearby town, Onmen, O-N-M-E-N, oh, sorry, O-M-M-E-N, Amen, as 66.6 kilometers away. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, naturally. That makes yeah, as, as you sense. do. And one of the, uh, the stuntmen for the film, he went on to work on a movie called A Bridge Too Far, and he was supposed to be doing a jump sequence where he jumps from the roof to an airbag, but he seemed to fall abruptly and strangely. And when he woke up in the hospital, he claimed he'd been pushed by something. Hmm. Not the devil. Yeah. Or, you know. Or a buddy of the devil. Co-worker who's like, I don't like you. That's oh, that's a very good point. He must he probably should have looked around. Make yeah. sure uh, it wasn't someone he knew. Yeah, to have an opportunity to look up while you were falling. Yeah, right. Yes. So, Curse Films. It seems like a Weird World Weekly episode. Anybody remember that show? Once upon a time, but that was a long time ago. Yes. Does that make the show or the the movie more interesting to you? Um, I mean, kind of, but not really. Two different lightning strikes on on planes in a matter of two weeks. That was weird. Oh yeah. I mean, that's... Plus, there's all that lightning that was used in the scene with the priest in the film. Mm-hmm. So it is that that kind of like if all these things can actually be legitimately like looked up and stuff and and followed up on that 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 is a little creepy for me. I, I mean, yeah, I kind of uh, like take older news a little more seriously because <laughs> fake news is like now a thing that we have to worry about. We didn't have people just saying this stuff on the internet. Although I am reading this from an article on the internet at popsugar.com. But I, I, I think that they did a movie about, or a, a documentary about the the horror stories behind the Omen filming and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's also a cracked article about the six cursed movies, and I think this is part of it. Although, of course, Poltergeist is the biggest one because, man, that thing was fucked. Yeah, that's a good I don't know. Do you have much else to say about The Omen? No, not really. I mean, I really do like the movie, but I guess I'll do more of an explanation when we rate it, which I guess is the natural progression of what we're going to do. You should rate it. Uh, Wow. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think it's a very good movie. It is... Not something that I'm going to jump on for rewatch all the time, although I am more interested now that I've rewatched it for the first time in probably 30 years to go and rewatch The Omen 2 and for the first time see The Omen 3. I don't think I'll watch Omen 4, but I'd, I'd like to see the the total culmination of Damien's story. Uh, and because they happened so consecutively, it wasn't like, oh, we did an Omen 2 and then 10 years later, we're going to do The Omen 3. Uh I'd like to I'd like to kind of follow that to its end because it seems like there was at least somebody with a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 3.5 for me. Two is just as long. Of course it is. Um I was trying to see. I I mean I also gave it a two a three a three point five. Um very good movie. I re- remember seeing it probably for the first time in high school and and you know it's up there. There's a reason that the movie is as popular as it is, and there's a reason that it has fucking three sequels, a TV show, a remake. Like it is a cartoon series, a yeah. breakfast cereal, uh, lunch boxes. How I wish that there was a breakfast cereal. The inspiration for a thousand and one gospel albums. Um, Crowley asked if the last movie is about his daughter, and it is. Yeah, the uh, 1991 American Made for TV horror serves as the fourth, fourth and final edition to the original Omen series. Um, blah, 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 blah. But it also finishes with her like 
being put in charge of taking care of Damien, which I don't exactly understand how that works. Uh, in the in the fourth book, uh, she was the daughter that was conceived by Damien and the woman that he had um, anal sex with, uh, and then she had an anal pregnancy. Yeah. So if you if you dump a load in a chick's butt, she's gonna birth the devil. Wouldn't it at least be a Golgothan? I don't know what that is. It's a poop monster from Dogma. Oh man. That's Gotham. Go Gotham. I have not watched Dogma in a very long time. I should do that. Huh. Sorry. Really got sidetracked there with the old shit demon. Shit demon. Uh, Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> the old shit demon Matt Damon. <laughs> the old shit Matt Damon. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. I completely lost my train of thought here. But yeah. 3.5. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those things. If you've never seen The Omen, you, of course, have to see The Omen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things owe a great deal to The Omen. Mm-hmm. And while it's it's not exactly a quaint movie, the, the kills in it are, are pretty solid, especially for the, the time that it was made. Uh, and, and like I said, the, the decapitation scene alone is just so well done. It's like the spider scene from The Exorcist is... All the all the different stuff sort of from the Exorcist is kind of like, oh yeah, I've seen this before, or, or I'm not, I'm not as taken with this because we've obviously projected way past this now. Yeah. But that scene where she spider walks down the stairs uh, still holds up to this day, mm-hmm. and and I feel like the decapitation scene is pretty damn good for its time. Um, and overall, it's a it's a very well done movie. It's just. Like once you've seen it, I don't know if it's going to be the movie that you rewatch over and over again. Right. But who knows? You know, everybody's got their different tastes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read the? Other? And the other thing you should do is definitely go listen to the discography of Jackal with a Y. Ah, right. Read the outro. No more. Hey, uh, for you. <laughs> Did you know you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966? Did you also know that there's this thing called email? And you can use that to contact us by writing us at pot at gncast.com. Or if you're really weird, because I don't know who does this, but we give you the option, uh, you can leave us a message on the website. You can go to the gncast.com website, and there's a way to leave us a voicemail right there. Take the hardest path traveled and do that. Let us know what you feel. Who's who's your favorite 90s should have been an 80s band? What's what's your poop, poop schedule? What is your poop? Mine's every Tuesday through Wednesday, the whole fucking 48 hours. And then for the next three weeks, nothing. Um, you know what? You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're a podcast to in all those places. And you subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher that you listen to. You probably already know this. If you're already here, you're doing it. And if you want to leave us reviews, you can go to bit.ly slash pot review or use those places you already were, the iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, that any place at all. Uh, and subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. And you can join the Facebook page for Galactic Network. Uh, just by doing that, going to Facebook, typing in Galactic Network, and and having them steal all your information and give it away to any kind of fucking government agency thing. Ah, yes. Um, so Easter has gone and passed, which means Easter candy is on sale. So go to Amazon.podcastofterror.com, buy all of your old on-sale Easter candy. Gives us a little cut of the old moolah. This will keep this show free. I'll stop complaining. That's not going to happen. Sorry. I love to get Cadbury cream eggs four weeks past their expiration date. But just whip them at people's houses. But but Amazon Prime delivery, it'll be there in two days. Yeah, I know. So so they'll be a month late, but you will have gotten them in two days instead of just going to the store. I don't know that Cadbury cream eggs really go bad. Probably. Chocolate gets all gray. The insides are also gray, but it doesn't matter because they're just still delicious. That's a very good reason I don't eat those things. Anyways, Corey, where can people find you about the internets? 
I'm doing a new show over oh, yes. with the Ink Geek guys. If you go to STFU Cast, that's S-T-F-U-C-A-S-T dot com. Uh, we've had our beta episode, and then we've had our first official episode, and we record Tuesday nights at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, live on twitch.tv slash Studios, And you can come see us record it if you want, or you can listen to it later. It's uh, It's even messier than this show, if you can believe that. It does get worse. Yeah, it does. We try. Worse. We actively try to make it worse. That's true. That's true. And Matt, what about you? Um, you know, I'm out there. Matt, the lifeguard on Untapped and Twitter and Instagram. Yes, I found out that the president of my company, uh, because I've been dealing with some stuff with his his company phone, mm-hmm. has an Untapped account. He's probably not on my level though. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just kidding. He, I'm not going <laughs> to get into that. President of manufacturing company. I think he can probably keep up with you. But I was just so impressed. I'm like, not not someone that I see is a is a tech person per se. Not not ignorant of tech at all. Mm-hmm. But to think that that dude is on a social media thing and so specific that it's social media beer. Now we are obviously. You know, we've got a few different breweries right down the street from us and stuff, and he entertains clients and stuff all the time. I think maybe he just digs it. It's possible. That's another level of dedication. Anyways, that's going to do it for another episode of the podcast. Oh, wait. Next week, we're going to be watching Mayhem, not the Norwegian black metal band. Because they don't sing down on me. No, but their, their guitar player was murdered by... The Ooh. the only guy in the band Burzum. Was he in the Omen? <laughs> no, he did he did drive thirteen hours to stab the guy to death though. Ouch. He actually made the other guitar player in Mayhem drive him thirteen hours so that he could stab him to death. Yeah, it's really fucked up. It's actually really interesting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll definitely have to go into that a little bit more next week. Oh, for sure. Um but yeah, the movie Mayhem. Uh I, I saw an article about it. I guess they were playing it over the last weekend on Shutter, which we have a subscription to, and I still haven't really checked out. Maybe this would be an excuse to finally open up that I, app. I had I had a subscription to Shutter for like a week, and then realized that there's really nothing on there that's of any interest to me, and I don't like just watching movies to watch movies. I, they have to like look interesting, so I got rid of it. I got it for my wife because she likes to watch movies just to watch movies. Yep. And then, unfortunately, she said, hey, I want to watch all the Seinfeld episodes on Hulu. God damn it. Anyways, we'll talk about Mayhem next week. So, watch it. So, yeah, Yeah. I'll do it for another episode of the podcast here. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. (laughs) 